Well, last week we kicked off a new sermon series that invites us to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to the ways God is moving in our lives. Because God is moving. Whether we can see it clearly, hear it loudly, or feel it powerfully, God is moving and God is calling out to us, look and see. Now, as we explored last week, we must be ready and prepared to see the ways in which God is moving. We talked about young Samuel, that boy working in the temple who did not first know that it was the voice of the Lord calling out to him. And so we have to be ready and prepared that, yes, God might actually be calling out to us. And just like Samuel had Eli to help point him in the right direction, so might we have people in our lives who are helping us to discern the voice of God in our lives. But through it all, we must be ready to listen and to respond, to see what God is doing and to be willing to join in that work, to feel the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit and be open to being swept up in the movement. When we make a decision and open ourselves up to God's movement, I guarantee that we will all be quite pleasantly surprised at the ways we can see God moving. God is calling out, look! And when we do, our lives will be transformed. And when we begin to see, when we get our eyes ready, these instances of divine interaction will just multiply before us. I mean, have you ever had that experience where where you didn't notice something, and then once it got pointed out to you where you did see it, you couldn't not see it anymore? I remember in the, in the weeks leading up to mine and, and Chris's wedding, I'd gotten these gifts for my bridesmaids, and I wanted to get them monogrammed. So I was looking everywhere, or so I thought, for a, a shop that would do it. We were living down in Fayetteville, Georgia. I wasn't very familiar with the area. And so it finally took a friend pointing out to me, oh, Kristen, there's one on the corner next to that pizza place. I remember we came back from our honeymoon, and we were driving around town, and all of a sudden, I could not see 10 million monogram stores. <laughs> said to Chris, oh, look, there's one. Oh, yeah, there's one. Oh, yeah, there's another. I thought I had eyes to see, but it took some help, someone pointing it out to me before I really began to see. I know it's kind of a silly Example, not exactly some holy experience. But it's one of those common things that happens to us. Maybe if you've ever been pregnant, or your wife or your daughter has been, and all of a sudden it seems like everyone around you is pregnant. You go to the grocery store and you just see them all. 
this experience that you have begins to unite you with even strangers in your midst. Or maybe you move across the country to a new place where everybody speaks the same language, but it's just not the same. And you start to long for for just some sound of home. And then maybe you're in a restaurant and you hear a little twinge of a southern accent. And it could be the smallest thing, but in your mind, it's Julia Sugarbaker from Designing Women. Full on southern accent. Oh, and you just smile. Because it feels like home. Just what you were looking for. So what is it that we are looking for? What do we need to have pointed out in our lives so that we can begin to see God moving? What are those sounds of home that we long for as people of faith? When God calls out and says, look, what is it we're supposed to see? What are we supposed to listen for? What is it that God is seeking to stir up inside of us? Well, now that we're ready to see, now that we long to hear, what are these movements of God? Now, for Samuel, as we learned last week, identifying God's presence was a little more difficult because we're told that that God hadn't moved in these big signs and wonders in many, many years. And so this is one area where we have kind of a leg up on Samuel. We have this whole book that's full of the ways God has moved in the world. I recommend you read it. But also we have the ultimate move. That God made the ultimate move in our world and pour God's self out to be among us, right? We have God moving in Jesus, the Word made flesh, Emmanuel, which means God with us. In Jesus, we are shown what we are to look for how we are to see the presence of God in our lives and in our world. God is moving, and we get to see it come alive through God's Son, our Savior. And so this morning, as we open our eyes to look and see God moving, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew's going to help us begin to kind of Paint this picture of what it is to see God moving. What is it that Jesus has to show us? What is it about his presence in the world that can truly help us to look and see God? And so we're going to pick up in Matthew chapter 12. And what has just happened is Jesus has been healing people. That's great, right? Yes, good job, Jesus. 
except he was doing it on the Sabbath. And so the Pharisees, the the religious elite, they didn't think so highly of that. And we're told that just in that moment, they decided that something needed to be done. And they set out to destroy Jesus. So we pick up Matthew chapter 12, beginning with the 15th verse. You'll see it up on the screens as we read. Jesus knew what they, the Pharisees, intended to do, so he went away from there. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them. But he ordered them not to spread the word about him, so that what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Look, my servant whom I choose, the one I love in whom I find great pleasure, I'll put my spirit upon him and he'll announce judgment to the Gentiles. He won't argue or shout, and nobody will hear his voice in the streets. He won't break a bent stalk, and he won't snuff out a smoldering wick until he makes justice win. And the Gentiles will put their hope in his name. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here, Matthew calls back to the words of the prophet Isaiah, quoting from chapter 42 about the image of the servant who is to come. Now, to give you some context for this quote, this comes from the the portion of Isaiah where the Israelites have been defeated by the Babylonians, and they they feel like all hope has been lost, that God has just up and left them. And so the words of the prophet come to remind them that, no, God is still there. Even if all evidence points to the contrary, God is still there, and God is sending a servant to them, a servant who will bring justice for God's people, a servant who will bring hope even in the darkest and dimmest moments of hopelessness. In the midst of their great loss, God is still moving. God will send a servant, and so God does. And now, years later, following that period, we hear these words proclaimed again in the gospel that God is sending not just a servant, but God is sending the servant the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Look, God says, look. Look at my servant whom I have sent and who I love. When you think I am gone, when you think I have left, look at my servant Jesus and see what I am doing. See how I am moving. And while the servant that God sent to the Israelites was there to rescue a a certain people in in a certain time and in a certain place. God now sends a servant to save all people in all times, in all places. Look at my servant, God says. Look, don't you see him? And we try to. 
We try to, we, we strain our eyes to try and see Jesus working in our world. But sometimes it's so hard. It's hard not because God isn't moving, but because sometimes God just doesn't move in the ways that we want or expect. The Israelites, having been defeated by the Babylonians, wanted this great warrior to come. And yet God sent a servant. Throughout time, the people hoped for a Messiah that would come, a king riding in on a big stallion. And yet God sends a servant who will ride in on a donkey. We, we want God to move in mighty and powerful ways that change the world, that take over the world. And God does, but not always as we would expect. This call to to look tells us to not look for a warrior or a king, but to look for a servant. This call to look points us to a servant that comes not to yell and scream and demand attention in the streets, but who quietly heals and cares and loves, not looking for recognition, but looking to serve. This call to look points us to a servant who isn't out to destroy, but to build up. To look for someone who's not wanting to light up the world with weapons of war, but light up the world with God's light, a restoring light. If you want to see me, God says, look at my servant, Jesus. Look at how he works in the world, and there you will see me. And so where, where is it that Christ is working? We must find those places where, as the prophet says, the bent stalks are not broken and the smoldering wicks are not snuffed out. What the prophet tells us about the servant is that he goes to those places where people are broken where people are hurting, where people are in pain, to the people that the world has pushed away, who the the world has deemed unworthy, who the world has says, you are used up. That's where the servant goes. And not to to put them out of their misery, but to, to lift them up to encourage them, to restore them, to remind them that no matter how broken they may feel, they are beloved by God. If you want to see God move, you look to those places where Jesus is moving. Look and see God, a God who eats with sinners, 
God who calls tax collectors into leadership, who calls fishermen into leadership, who calls women into leadership. A God that, that lifts up the Samaritan as the hero instead of the priest or the Levite. A God that favors care and compassion over rules and regulations. This is a God that is at work in our world. This is the God that we are to see. A servant, Jesus. To see justice and hope, truth and mercy, grace and love. If we want to see God, that's what we need to be looking for. Have you seen God? Have you seen Jesus moving in this place? I'm going to help you out a little bit. I'm going to get you started with the hope that maybe if you see one, you'll start to see more. As Jim mentioned earlier, this afternoon we will open our doors to three families who are part of Family Promise, families who are in transition, who have no place to call home. They will call this home for the week. And we will provide them care, we will provide them a warm meal every night, a place for their children to, pray, to play. But more than that, we pray that we will remind them that even when they feel they are broken and lost, God is here to restore them and call them home. Can you see God moving? What about those of you who maybe are preparing for, for those mountaintop mission trips coming up in October? where members of our church will go to one of the poorest areas in Tennessee to serve among the people there. And although we'll do much needed home repairs and we'll provide gifts of brand new shoes, what we're really there to say is that all hope is not lost. That your smoldering wick can be lit again and God's light is shining with you and through you. Can you see God moving? We could keep on going, right, with the must summer lunches, with our work with Murphy Harps Children's Center, with the United Methodist Children's Home, and on and on and on. The ways Jesus continues to move in our world in providing justice and hope to those who need it. So we know what we're looking for, right? We know that if we want to see God moving, if we want to answer this call to look and see God, we must look for the ways God's servant is working the ways Jesus 
is working. Look and see Jesus. See Jesus loving. See Jesus serving. See Jesus healing and holding. Look and see Jesus. And then, won't you be Jesus? So that others will see God moving through you. So that our whole world might look and see that justice will come, that hope will reign. Look and see God is moving. Look and see Jesus and be Jesus. Let us pray. A holy Lord, our God, you call us to look and see, and when our eyes became blind, you did the ultimate move and came to earth so that we might truly see what it is for God to work in our lives and in our world. Continue to open our eyes that we may see you. See your love and your grace. Moving and transforming our lives and our world. That all may look and see and know that you are here. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.